Welcome to Present Company, the Netflix podcast that brings you dynamic conversations with exceptional people behind your favorite series, films, documentaries, and specials. I'm your host, Krista Smith. For years, I was Vanity Fair's ambassador to Hollywood, interviewing countless actors as well as creatives and authorities across the spectrum. My passion is talent, any form of it. How do you know you have it? How do you cultivate it? How do you protect it? And also, I want to get to the heart of what drives it. On this podcast, I'll be talking to people in Hollywood and far beyond. Thank you for joining me. Today, I'm chatting with Katherine Newton, the 22-year-old breakout in The Society, a Netflix show about a group of teenagers living in a town where the adults have mysteriously disappeared. In the last few years, Newton has been on a streak, appearing in the award-winning TV series Big Little Lies, the Oscar-winning film Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, as well as Ben is Back and Greta Gerwig's Lady Bird. She's been acting since the age of four, but that's not her only talent. I discovered she is a top-notch golfer. It's all here, her first impressions of the A-list actor she's worked with, her social media savvy, as well as her love of hot Cheetos. Catherine Newton, <laughs> it's very exciting to meet you. It's so cool to be in this room. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? It's, it's so quiet. I have to do my, uh, you know, the podcast voice. So you have a show right now. I do. On Netflix called The Society, which I just watched, or as, as the kids say these days, binged. Did you really yes, binge it? You did, did not. Once you get into it, you just can't. It just sucks you in. I'm like, what's next? What's next? And before you know it, it's two in the morning and you still have like two more episodes to go. That is so good to hear. I was I had did the opposite. I took a really long time to watch it. Um, Like I wanted it to last forever, I think. And you play Allie. Yes. And she is kind of a reluctant, to say the least, leader. Uh, always had her older sister, who's such a star, and she was the, you know, how do they say, heir, have a spare? You were always right. the spare yeah. in that family dynamic. Second choice, the runner-up, just uh, living in the shadow and okay with it, which was what was so daunting. I'm an only child, so I never had that. It was always, well, Catherine's going to do it. She's going to be fine. Whereas for Allie, it was like, she's not going to do it, and she's going to be fine anyway. Um but really, she turns into a person, you know, as the story continues and beyond her dynamic of having a sister, she turns into a human that I really didn't understand. It was hard to play her. I was so sad all the time. She had so much stress and pressure, um, and I had to take it there. Otherwise, I don't think the show would have the same depth. Otherwise, it's... As much as I love shows that have relationships, which is one of my favorite parts of the show, is just, like, the relationships and the love triangles, it also really needed to feel like this was really happening, that she has to control a whole society. And what do you do with that? And also grieving your sister's death. It was it was so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did have—it's uh, very authentic. So you actually do feel like what would happen if a whole high school came home from a trip— Everything looks the same, but there's no adults. It's kind of this wow. And then the other thing that makes it interesting to watch it is you just see kids with no adults. There's literally both things are happening. 
there's no grown-ups anywhere. And I wonder what was that like actually to be an actor on a set with no grown-ups? It was very fun being there with no grown-ups. None of us had any idea what we were doing. It was very funny. All of, like, the whole cast, we were constantly looking to, to each other for advice and guidance. And just to say, I believe in you. I swear I never thought it was good until I saw other people's scenes. Like, I would be on set and I would see, like, Gideon doing a scene and I would be moved and be crying. And I don't know if I cried because I cared so much about the project, but I think it was more of feeling like, wow, everyone is amazing. Everyone's really trying here. I'm not the only one, which makes you, you know, have an even tighter group. And we had so much fun because it was just teenagers. And the cool thing is nobody really did anything bad because we were all really focused on telling the story. Everyone did really care about that. So even though we're stupid and young... (laughs) and have fun and make mistakes. We all loved our characters, and we did love the show. And I think that's why people are watching it, and that's why they're so into it. I, I feel that. I can't watch myself. Like, I'm I'm watching Allie, and I'm like, I don't believe it for a second. No one would ever listen to Catherine. No one in my high school would have ever listened to me, okay? I just thought about that as you went back. I went to Notre Dame. I was a golfer, and I'm thinking about if it actually happened in real life. I would be the last person. That people would be like, Catherine, sit down. And I would say, okay, and just sit back and be kind. But uh, to be the, like, it was the first job that I was really, like, the lead of. And it was a whole series. And it was very um, scary to take on. And also... <laughs> For you, you've been acting since you were four. Right. You've been in the business. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of actors on the show, I would say kids, that it's their first time acting. It was. And such a heavy uh, series. Obviously, there's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of things going on. It's it's not a walk in the park to take on any one of these characters, which is what makes it so interesting. So how is that kind of being the senior person on that set of newbies? It was a little weird because I— personally don't think I know anything. And then I had many co-stars ask me for specific help on scenes or lines um, that I wasn't even in. I would run scenes with people on the weekend or just during lunch in between takes, um, which was really fun for me because obviously I would learn a lot too and everyone was already brilliant. The thing that's funny is it's already in them the same way like they think it's in me, I think it's in them, but I really think the secret is just knowing that you're here for a reason and whatever choice you make was the right one. There's a thing that changes, I guess. Maybe it just comes with confidence of doing more jobs, um, but it's the freedom to really create a character without a director telling you this is how the character would stand or something because you know that. That's your art. And that's what I really just tried to explain to all of them was like, you're here for a reason and you're killing it and you're right. That was great. That was a great choice. And if you like it, that's really all that matters. We had different directors every episode. So to have new people on a show who maybe rely on a director more for that than just the director doing their job and their vision, it's very different, you know. And um, that was a growing thing, but it also made me a better actor because I got to collaborate more with them, with my cast. And I think it makes a better show when we fully understand everyone's storyline you know, if I know what everyone's doing in a scene and where they're coming from, it helps my character, too. Mm-hmm. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Coral Gables, Miami, Florida, on a golf course. And who's the golfer in the family? My dad. He's the big golfer. He played in college and the whole thing and was, like, 
you're going to play golf or you're not going to eat. You know, it was it's like the stage dad of golf. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was more like that. I feel lucky that he gave me that gift because it's something I'm really good at. Um, and it's given me a lot of confidence. And I it's something that uh, keeps you balanced. It's nice to just go outside for like five hours and not think about acting. I do a lot of thinking and talking about, about uh, acting. Mm-hmm. You know, I love podcasts because I, I listen to some podcasts about acting. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one probably listens except actors. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of you, so that's a good thing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what do you think about sports that and being a golfer and understanding what it takes to be an athlete and to be good at something? Right. How does that play into your mentality as an actor? Has it helped you? Has it distracted you? Can you talk a little bit about that? Because it is it is unique. And I found mm-hmm. in my years of talking to former athletes that became actors, their approach is entirely different. You know, there's so many things. Um, one of them is the emotional aspect. There's no emotion in the, in, the, in the sport except that you love the game and you, you know. But as far as winning or losing, you can't get mad if you're if you lost because it's you. You can be happy if you won, but that's all fleeting because there's another tournament tomorrow. Um, So you constantly got to be playing the game and stay competitive and focused. And you also can't think about anybody else except yourself. And that's why I was always very good at the game. I had a very good mental game. I never got phased by other players, uh, and I freaked a lot of people out because of it. I was just really focused on my game, and if— Someone was beating me or or if I was beating them, it didn't bother me. I just stayed focused on every single shot. And it's the same in acting, every single scene. It doesn't matter if you're in the background of the scene. It's going to be the best acting I can do. And that's how you keep your your mind sane. And it's the same goes for auditioning. That's my chance to audition. It's my chance to act. I'm going to do it the best I can. I try and get people to play golf uh, all the time, especially girls, because it's that confidence. No one can take that away from you. That's your game. So I feel like any sport, golf is the best one, (laughs) but any sport as a woman is so important for your mind and your body to know that you can do anything. It's not just a man's game. It's not just a man's world either, you know? And so that does translate. Mm -hmm. I hope more young people do play sports. It's good for them. Did you ever consider going pro or going to college to play golf? Yes, big time. I was all going to USC. I was going to play as a walk-on there. It was That was my goal the whole time growing up and playing was to eventually get to play in college. Um, but things got in the way. I did Big Little Lies instead. And it was really a hard choice just because you can't go to school like USC or any college and play a sport and do anything else. So I had to choose between golf and acting, and I'd been acting my whole life. I'd been acting while I was in high school, while I was playing, and I just wanted to try a little harder. I chose to work. (laughs) What is it that makes you want to act? Well, that's a really difficult question. The number one thing is the very moment in a scene when you're the most honest. I love that because I might be lying, but it's the most honest I've been all day because I'm trying to be really truthful. So I fight for those moments, and you can have them in scenes, and it's almost like what life is about. I also love movies. I go to the movies all the time. I go alone all the time on Sunday with the old people. Um, I bring my dog. I'm not kidding. <laughs> they don't say anything. I've seen those poodles on social media. <laughs> yeah. um, it's also 
there's this new crazy thing that's happened to me called a fandom, which has changed my life. It's like I have new friends. I'll be on Twitter in the hotel room and I'll like scroll and they're tweeting me and asking me how I am and like send you so many supportive words, which is crazy. There's a whole new world out there at my fingertips. <laughs> like I don't know them and yet I feel like they know me so well, which is silly because they don't, but I feel like that. So it's all those things. <laughs> that you like. Yeah. Well, you've you've been very productive considering you didn't go to uh, college. <laughs> right. In the last couple of years, it's Lady Bird, uh, Three Billboards, yeah. uh, Ben is Back, Blockers, Pikachu you just had out, <laughs> yes. obviously Big Little Lies. Now you've got the second season of Big Little Lies. Yeah. Uh, and here we are talking about the society. But, well, I wanted to ask you, you've starred alongside so many icons and as a young actor, I'm just curious about what your first impression was. So I'm just going to list the names, and I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Cameron Diaz. So nice. She was so nice and so funny. And you know what was cool and Bad Teacher? She knew we all wanted pictures with her because we're all, like, what, like 12 and wanted a photo. So she came and she got a photographer who came on set, and she printed out pictures and signed them. That's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig. Well, Greta Gerwig, first of all, she's like one of my icons. Um, Frances Ha, I saw that movie in the theater and it changed my life. I sh made my best friend go watch it with me. Um, she's a big inspiration just in general, everything about her, her style. Frances McDormand. I was so scared. I was so nervous. Um, I was so nervous because I just wanted to, like, have bullet points of what to say to her when I met her. I just didn't want to sound silly. And um, she gave me, like, these silver earrings the first day of filming. And we had rehearsals for just, like, that one scene. But that that one scene was so important to understanding who, who her daughter was and the value of that character. I really wanted it to matter, and it really mattered to me. And she... She's just a fire powerhouse of a woman. I love her. All right, Ben is back. Julia Roberts. She's so generous. The first time I met her was just a big old hug. Um, I, I met her in her home, um, and we had rehearsals, and we had a like a little run-through, and we did scenes and everything, and I have to sing in that movie. And I actually booked the job without singing. I told them I, I'm sick, you know, on my audition, and then they just— Peter Hedges FaceTimed me, and he was like, so do you want to be in the movie? And, then, and I got it, and that was the first time I had to sing was in her living room, sitting on the floor with her dogs. We got to the part, and she said, okay. I said, what? She's like, okay, just do it. It'll be so much easier if you just get it out of the way now. And I did, and then I had to do it on set in front of, like, 100 people in a church, and it was so much easier because Julia made me do it in her living room. <laughs> All right. Uh, Big Little Lies, Reese Witherspoon. I was really nervous, but the minute, the minute she started talking to me, we just didn't stop talking. We started talking about high school and Coachella and college, and then we just had lunch together after the table read, and I knew immediately that it was going to be so much fun because she was going to make it fun, and she did. Reese is the best. Nicole Kidman. Well, she was so kind to me. And I didn't really like—I didn't—I don't go up to people and start talking. I'm certainly not going to approach— Nicole Kidman and start talking to her. But the first time I met her was at the table read. And then the same thing. She was just so nice that I was a little starstruck. And tall. Six feet tall. 
She's very tall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, Meryl Streep. So the first time I met Meryl was at a table read for the second season, and I saw her walk in the room, and I was, like, holding— Like, I had just given Reese a hug, like, hello, and then I saw her, and I was like, (gasps) and she's like, what? Oh, Catherine, you just have to go say hi. You always say hi first. I'm like, Reese, I'm not going to go over there and say hi. And she grabbed me and pulled me over, and she was— gave me a huge hug and told me that she thought I was so brilliant in the first season. I was like, I can't even really, like, speak. But um, she's really nice, yeah. It's kind of amazing. And also Leslie Mann in Blockers. Oh, Leslie Mann. The first time I met Leslie, I had I had a chemistry read for Blockers, and I was sitting inside the casting office. Just I knew she was going to walk in because she wasn't in there yet. So I'm like, well, she's going to walk in through the front door. I'm going to have to say hi to her. No one's going to be here to introduce me to her. Oh, my gosh. I hope she likes me. And as soon as she walked in, she had on these sick Alexander McQueen sneakers, and I was like, okay, it's going to be good. We're going to be fine. <laughs> I just knew. And we started—we did our scene— and she started crying in the scene, and then I started crying in the scene. And I was like, well, this is what this movie needs. It needed the heart of a real mother-daughter love, and Leslie is so loving, and it was beautiful. It was perfect. Working with all of those women, as obviously you learn a lot, you absorb a lot, you've been so prolific in such a short amount of time. In terms of Taking away experience, do you feel like as an actor you grow with each one of these? Have, have, have you changed your approach to character and to, and to roles? Do you study? Have you gotten—is it layers upon layers upon layers, or do you like to just kind of approach everything in a naturalistic way? It is always changing. I used to be really off the cuff, and maybe that was an experience. Now I want to know everybody's lines. I want to know the entire script, um, and I kind of sit with it for a while. And the thing that's different now is that I'm learning is how to snap out of a character. I don't think I've ever had a character that required the work, per se, like that, that like Allie on The Society has. That was really the first character where I came home and my mom said I was different. And it's really not till kind of recently I feel like, wait, take, shed it off and take it off. I'm still Allie. I still am living over there. And I need to move on so that I can play other roles. I've never had that happen before, but apparently it's a thing. I've talked to some other actors about it, and they're like, no, no, that's normal, which I didn't know about until until recently. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm learning now, mm-hmm. how to get out of a character. Mm-hmm. I want to go do something funny. <laughs> and then you don't have to change. Then you can just be funny all the yeah. time. <laughs> well, let's talk about social media. You are a beast uh, on social media in the most, <laughs> I mean, that in a positive way. I guess your spirit out. You are a poodle. I'm and, a poodle, yep. And your is. poodles have their own Instagram of as they well. Do. Of course. But tell me how important this social media is to you. What, because I know it's, uh, it, it can be this yin yang that, that a lot of people have. They want to do it because they have to do it, but they resent it at the same time and other people embrace it. And I remember Reese Witherspoon saying to me, she's like, Krista, if you're riding a bicycle and someone invented a car, wouldn't you want to just get in the car? <laughs> I was like, well, I never thought of it that way. Reese is <laughs> funny. That's exactly right. And I always tell her how good she is at social media because she keeps it real. But And it's hard to do, I think. You create an image or, or something. People think it's an image, but really that is just how I am. And anybody who knows me knows that's that's just how I am. I mean, they're great. They're better pictures. I don't look like that all the time. I'm usually in sweatpants all the time. But for the most part, I think it's an opportunity for people to get to know you. I'm doing movies where people think I'm like Abigail on Big Little Eyes. People think I'm angsty and dark and I'm not 
you know, so I think it's an opportunity to just connect with people. And most of my fans are my age. So I feel like I'm growing with them Mm -hmm. as well. I think I'm always changing. So I hope that people like me even if I change. Mm -hmm. And I hope that they, you know, when I take risks, there's some projects that I'm thinking about doing right now and that are really risky. And I'm like, will will people like it? Will will they want to see me that way? But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I just have to do what I want. So hopefully people like it. (laughs) And you're also a little bit of a... a, a fashion icon coming on here, red carpet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, no one can see right now, but you look spectacular. I love Thank your you. trousers with the, with my the daisies. daisies. Yes. I'm, I'm really into fashion. I always have been. Um, I mean, I have collections like Chanel 1995 collection for a couple of years and uh, I don't have a stylist and mostly just because I ne- didn't think I really needed one. I didn't think I had that much press that I really needed someone to help me. Um, but with that said, no one can ever stop me. I wore these crazy dresses, like on my Pokemon premieres, and I wore this giant pink one um, to, it was a Ralph and Russo couture gown to the New York premiere, and some of the people on my team were like, are we really going to do this? Like, is she really going to wear it? And I was like, well, yeah, I am, because no one's going to tell me I can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I like to take risks, and when you get to dress up, I think it's fun. Not everyone wants to. Some people want to, you know, not dressed that way, but I like being crazy, and I really think it's like playing a character. Uh, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I also think you. it's interesting with the golf background because I feel like you really have to kind of know your own mind in golf, especially since it's such a male-dominated sport. Yes, it is. <laughs> so being a female yes. uh, and a young and, a and you know, it looks like they could push you around on that course. No, and- all they have to do is see me swing. And they all back up. <laughs> <laughs> What's your handicap? Is that um, the right? <laughs> yeah, I'm a plus two. I mean, that's what my index is, which is insanely good because I haven't played in a while and there's no way I'm a plus two. But that's what it is. So, wow. yeah. That's <laughs> so great. All right. I have a couple essentials okay. that I ask everybody. So what are you reading? What am I reading? Right now, um, I'm actually just reading a lot of scripts if I'm really honest. I have like four scripts that I haven't read. I have a script that I read yesterday. And I will tell you the truth. They're all pretty good, which doesn't happen. Sometimes you read them and they're not that good. And I'm also writing stuff, you know? Excellent. All right. What are you eating? Oh, so (laughs) I eat a lot of hot Cheetos, which are really bad for you, which you shouldn't eat. I also yesterday, I ate a lot of those, um, those Hawaiian bread rolls, you know? I really like those. They're a little sweet. They're super sweet. Um, I feel very fortunate. I saw this interview I did with my cast, and they all said that I would be most likely found at craft service. And I was I was really proud of that. I was like, they think I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> what are you listening to? Uh, the way over here, I was listening to some Mac Miller. I listened to Mac Miller, Drake, um, Post Malone. But I also listened to, uh, I've been listening a lot a lot of Elton John because I just I just saw Rocket Man and I loved it. The Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's, it's like my morning album, and John Mayer. That's who I. Those are on my rotation. All right. So in that you have a show on Netflix, I want to know what's the last thing you binged on Netflix. The last thing I binged on Netflix. Well, yesterday I just watched Black Mirror, so I I did that really quickly. Uh, but the the show I binge is The Office. That's what I you know watch when I come home after shooting. A long day in society. I watch, I turn that on and you can just have fun for a while and visit your friends. That's how it feels. 
Which character would you be in the office? Jim. I would like to be Jim. I would just like to play Jim. I think that would be funny. Or Dwight. One of them. My boys like Dwight. I love Dwight. <laughs> I mean, he is kind of the best one. I just feel like everyone says Dwight, and I love Jim, so. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Well, it is great to meet you. I am so excited that I got to talk to you. I am too. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me. The Society is now streaming on Netflix. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you've been listening. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Krista Smith. Present Company is produced by Netflix and Gimlet Creative. Join me next time for more meaningful conversations here at Present Company.